This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Hey everybody, we are excited for this week's podcast because we have broken the streak, everybody. So welcome to College Dame Day. Nebraska is coming off a win to Iowa. Woo! Okay, I have some trivia for you. Is it going to be depressing? (laughs) Uh, Yes, but also it'll just make us that much more thankful for what happened this weekend. All right. You know the last time we beat Iowa who the head coach was. Well, it's been a while. It has been a while. 2014. 2014. I was going to give you the year. I knew the year. Okay. So Bo Pelini was on his way out, and then Mike Riley was hired that year. Yeah. So Bo Pelini. So who was it? Bo Pelini. It was Bo Pelini. And that means we have not beat Iowa in two coaches. <laughs> so it's not crazy. That is insane. Ugh. But we finally did it. So we did it. Hooray. And it wasn't, it was kind of a tale of like, I don't know, Jekyll and Hyde. We looked very, very good for about two and a half quarters. The third quarter, I was like, we are going to lose this. Yeah, we are how going nervous to were you guys? How nervous? So were you? nervous. I was well, practically throwing up. I was so nervous at the very end. I was like, they are going to find a way to lose this. Um, that was like, well, I thought we had wrapped it up. And then they got the ball back again. And then I was like, um, this is not over. Because... I think, did they go for it on fourth down and they didn't get it? And then we punted like right at like three and out right after that. And they got the ball back again. I can't remember what happened, but I remember like stopping them and being like, yes, we finally did it. But then they got the ball back again. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe we didn't. And then like, oh, and then the two dropped interceptions. The two dropped interceptions. The same guy. I was my goodness. Oh, sorry. Ramir fumbled. Oh Oh, yeah, that's right. And the fumble. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, they scored and I still felt okay. And I was like, as long as we kind of like hang on to the ball and burn some clock, like we don't even need to score. We just need to like yeah. get a couple first downs, like right. take a lot of time and I'll, I'll feel like okay about it. And then like we literally fumble yeah. on the first play. The That's what like, happened. Oh gosh. That's yeah. what happened. No, as soon as the like commentators were like, they just need a first down. And I'm like, oh no, this is not going to happen for us. So we can't get a first down. Have you watched this game? <laughs> So anyway, it was pretty nerve wracking at the end, but it ended well. It did. I was glad to see Trey Palmer. He declared for the NFL. So I was glad to see him go out on a Mm -hmm. a nice long bomb. I think it was the longest passing touchdown for the Big Ten. So that was exciting. Yeah. It's hard to like get excited about being beating Iowa in just like from a football standpoint because they suck. You know, I mean, they're like not good and they have no offense. But from a, like, fan base, like, they have to be quiet for a whole year. It was just supremely excellent because I cannot stand them. They're fans. Um, They're so annoying. I I should feel worse about the fact that we didn't beat them because we're good. We just Mm -hmm. beat them because we were less bad. Mm -hmm. But. Oh, that doesn't bother me at all. I will take it. I will take it. I, Michael and I watched the highlights again the day after and we, he made the comment he's like because at the end like we grabbed the trophy I mean we're like in the stands like fans are coming down like 
and Michael's like, it's almost like we've won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, it's almost kind of a little sad how excited we are, but you know what? I don't even care. The season mm-hmm. was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mickey came yep. in, did a good job. We ended on a high mm-hmm. note. Let's keep riding this wave. Watching Iowa walk off the field losers, that was just, that was worth it. Okay, and also, if you haven't seen this, you need to go back and watch it. So, like, Nebraska gets the trophy, right? And so, um, I think it's, like, Garrett Nelson's taking it to yeah. the stands or whatever. And there's, like, these two Iowa people, and they're, like, middle-aged. And they're, like, trying to grab the trophy and, like, yelling at the players. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, Did you see in this, they cut to the student section right after we wrapped the game up with the interception. And um, the girl is like, fire Brian Ferentz. <laughs> you get to read her lips. <laughs> It was so funny. I was just like, it's good good to see somebody else in, like, chaos. Like, I know. We feel you, girl. I don't know. Because people are saying Kirk Kirk is going to get fired, but I don't think he is at all. But I think he's going to have to fire Brian or do something about that. So I'm, like, kind of, it's just, like, he's, like, two years behind. It's, like, like drama, like, somebody else's drama, and it's, like, enjoyable. So you're just, like, sitting there enjoying it. That's, like. I feel like he's two years behind Frost, where it's like, we're going to give you a year. You've got to clear your, you got to fire your coaches, Mm -hmm. including your son. And then next year, I'm like, he's going to be on the chopping block. So I don't know, though, if Iowa really has a chopping block because, like, nobody wants to go coach there, I don't think. Like, it's Iowa. The best they've ever been is, like, mediocre. You know, like, they, they make a couple Big Ten championships every once in a blue moon, but they never win it. Like, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I mean, they have more grace and he'll have more time, especially because of his history there. Um, I think he has more time than people give him, but his son does not. <laughs> no, he'll probably just end up reshuffling him around to like, yeah, you know, like a made up towel his- guy or <laughs> yeah. quality control, quality yeah. control. Yeah. So, but he cannot be solely in charge of that yeah. offense. Because that's, yeah. That's the only way I see them doing something about him is if he doesn't do something about Brian. Like, yeah. Yeah. Equipment manager, you know, something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of head coaches, Nebraska did name their new head coach, Matt Rule. Shocking. I, Amy called it a few weeks ago. Um, Wikipedia never, never misses. Never fails. Never fails. What are your thoughts now? Did you, first of all, did you watch the press conference? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did see clips of it. And my first thought is he is going to be so much better at PR than Scott was like with the press, like he is very eloquent. He's very professional and well-spoken. I just think that was a night and day difference that I noticed. I don't know. Scott came in and knocked his press conference out of the park. Like the big 10 is going to change their, you know, like I think he did a good job and then like it just slowly he didn't have anything else to say because it's like, what do you say when you keep losing? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I just, like, I didn't have the heart to watch it because it's like, I wasn't like upset about it. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of like just sitting. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid anymore. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm just going to sit back and watch. But I just didn't have the heart to like get all excited and like listen to his press conference because... I don't know. I feel like a foster kid that's been like shuffled around like and it's like I don't want to get attached yet. And so I'm just going to like sit back and wait. Yeah. I don't know. That's like my best yeah, way to my, describe it. My one reservation with the whole thing is uh, 
was it a seven year deal? Is that no, how it was? It was eight or nine. Cause it was eight. It's a long, it was 72 million. So yeah. it was, it was either 8 million a year for nine or 9 million a year for eight. I can't remember. Okay. Well, anyway, it's a long contract and that does make me nervous, especially when I look at a place like Texas A&M, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want us to be in that situation, but I also understand to get, you know, someone good and someone proven, you kind of got to. See, I don't understand why you can't write little clauses in like, um, because you want to get him. If by, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, like hey, no, never mind. <laughs> but if by like year three, you're not at least 500, like mm -hmm. you just, you don't get all of your salary. It's like, yeah, a, like bonuses and deductions. Like if you like, why can't they write that in? Like I get at first you're rebuilding, so you need a little time. But by year three, four, five, mm -hmm. if you're not performing at a certain percentage, then you know, yeah, yeah. It's not I mean, like we're paying him pennies. It's not like he's going to be homeless. Like it's millions. Just. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can write those things in, but like to what Laura's saying, like it's all part of the negotiation and, you know, maybe some coaches wouldn't. Put it in really fine print. <laughs> very small font at the very bottom. Italicized oh, miniature. Yeah. And then make them aware after they've signed it. <laughs> yes, Amy. Our, our brother Luke is very in well, favor of that kind that's of. What they, <laughs> that's what they did on the Santa Claus. Yeah, I will say, Amy, I'm kind of a little bit like you, and I think a lot of Husker Nation is too, where we brought in someone that we were so excited about that we're like, oh, you know, Scott Frost, like former Husker, great, like all this stuff, and it didn't work out. And so I think all of us are a little jaded, which is probably why I was like, no matter who we name, unless it's like Nick Saban, like mm -hmm. I'm not going to be excited. But I will say, after watching his press conference, I do feel a little bit more jazzed. Um, That's I do what think... I didn't want to feel. I didn't want <laughs> my hopes up. So I didn't See, I'm not feel. like, but I'm not like, okay, I'm totally sold. I'm just like, okay, yeah. I feel a little bit more confident in it. I thought he did speak very well. Mm -hmm. I think he does kind of have the leadership style. It's going to be accepted well at Nebraska. Yes. Um, so I'm, and he's not like crazy, like vein popping out of his head, like Bo. Like he seems like he has some self control. Yes, but he seems a little bit more like passionate and driven than Mike Riley. Like yeah. he's still got some youthful yeah. goals. That's when I first heard his name, I was like, my just initial thought was like, oh, the art smock. Like. Mm -hmm. wasn't excited but then when I heard the other names and I was like oh my gosh no I don't want them yeah. I think I was more just relieved mm -hmm. like that it wasn't somebody like Urban or somebody crazy so right that's well, it was just like okay yeah I think that's kind of how I felt too like I wasn't when I heard it announced you know I'm not like over the moon excited but then I also have to think back and remember that I was over the moon excited when Scott Frost was named and that didn't pan out. So it's like, well, maybe maybe that's a good thing. But then when I watched his press conference, the feeling that I got was he's going to be he seems like he will be a good fit yeah. culturally. He like, like actually had a lot. Oh, sorry. Finish. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that I thought was also really nice was that he talked about just how involved his family wants to be in the community and like that was not what scott's message was at all it was like that's because his wife my family here his wife didn't yeah yeah here. exactly that's how i feel like it was it's all her fault know. that's why this didn't work i'm not even kidding it is her fault okay go ahead Megan. that rule <laughs> but um 
and his kids are incredibly young. Yeah. Like, Did you see that picture of the little girls, like, when he was, like, GBR, and they were standing? Let me yeah. show that to you. It's really cute. I was like, wow. I didn't expect him to have such young kids. But he was talking about how, you know, he brought his wife to Lincoln, and they drove around, and she was just like, yeah, I could see us raising our family here. And they want to be involved in the community. And it was just, like, such a different mindset, I guess, than what, yeah, I saw that. Um <laughs> It's really cute. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool because I think Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska in general, just like family values. Like, you know what I mean? We want yeah. to know the coach. We want them to be a part of the community. And I, I think that's a really nice thing. I mean, hopefully that is what they intend to, you know, follow through on. But mm. anyway, so I just felt overall I got a little bit more excited watching the press conference because I felt like, OK, I think he might be a good fit. Yeah, they talked about, too, um, just, like, his favorite thing is, like, building and developing. And, like, that was always my mm-hmm. concern with Scott Frost is because we he did recruit well. I'll give that to Scott. Like, he recruited well. We'd get these guys in, and then they would just stop. And yeah, then they'd, okay. they'd go to the NFL, and they're standouts in the NFL. I'm like, mm-hmm. so it has to be a coaching thing. And Matt Rule's very into building and developing. He took Temple. He took Baylor. He turned their programs around. Um, so I'm excited for – for that I think that will be that will be good he yeah. actually said a lot of good stuff about Scott Frost that like he really respects him as a coach he thinks like he's a good coach and everything so it's just like I actually heard too that he talked to Scott yeah he said he talked he said they're friends so. yeah 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 okay maybe that's what it was so yeah. wait I thought that was like nice too it's not bad blood there or anything Maybe we should have his, like, oldest daughter, like, in the strength and conditioning room or something with the players because it looks like she could get some stuff done. She looks a little bit crazy. I <laughs> like it. Kind of like it. So the other head coaching news, um, obviously, Deion Sanders confirmed he was offered at Colorado and then Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. What do you guys think about the timing of that? Because I think he was – a lot of people were thinking – Nebraska might have been interested in him as well. I am so glad we did not get him. That's another but, relief. Dion? No. Luke. Oh, Luke oh. I'm oh. like, really? <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah. I, I'm i talking about Dion. That that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. No, that would not have been a good cultural fit, I don't I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think... So I do believe Trev Alberts when he was like, we had a list of people mm-hmm. and Matt Rule was our top and Matt Rule was like, Nebraska was my top. Cause I guarantee it was just like coaching, you know, carousel of like interviewing here and interviewing there and interviewing there. And so it almost makes me feel better about our decision of having Matt Rule. Cause I feel like it was number one, number one matching up. Uh-huh. I like Luke Fickle, uh-huh. which he didn't go to Wisconsin, but I think it's interesting that, like you said, Megan, it was just right after we announced. Yeah. So I don't know if, you know. uh, Yeah, you never want to be somebody's number two. It's like going to the prom or something and you have like a list. It's like you want to be at the top of somebody's. But um, the reason I prefer Matt Rule over Fickle is I, I just think this makes me sound snobby, but Power Five, he he was at Baylor. He took him to the championship. Like, I think Power Five is like more elite than since I, I, I don't know. Just having to win week in and week out against you know better competition, yeah, is a is a thing that like Fickle's gonna it's gonna be kind of like a rude awakening for him there. Like 
yeah, I don't know. Been a rude way so. to me either way, though. Yeah. Cincinnati was going to the Big 12. So, you know, he's going to take that step no matter. But anyway. Yeah, but his, like, success there was not in the Big 12. So that's why I just, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I agree. I'm just saying whether he went to Wisconsin or stayed at Cincinnati, he yeah. was be having to make that leap either way. So yeah. anyway, um, I kind of, I makes me a little bit nervous. I was really shocked because everyone was saying Wisconsin fired Paul Chris so that they could promote um, the Leonard kid. I can't remember his name now. Um, And then they turned around and hired Luke Fickle. So (laughs) I was like, okay, don't really know what's going on up there. But I do think Luke Fickle's probably going to have success at Wisconsin. And I hate that for us, but. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about though. What kid? He he played for Wisconsin, and oh, he, you thought they were gonna hire him? Yes, he's on staff there, and oh. everyone was saying when they fired Paul Christ, it was because they were trying to keep him because the NFL had shown a lot of interest in him, mm-hmm. and they were trying to keep him there so that they like. Could make- why are they trying to keep him there? Like he, what what does he do? Because he's obviously not very good at it. Or- I think he's defensive, like a okay. defensive coordinator, or you know, some kind of. Anyway, I wish I could remember his name, but Jim Leonard, I think. Is that it? Jim Leonard? I don't know. You said it's, kid, and I was like... Well, he's not very old. He's, like, pretty young, which is why he wasn't a head coach. Like, he didn't have any of that experience because he's still kind of early in his career. Um, but it was sort of a Scott Frost situation where it's, like, he played for Wisconsin. He was, like, yeah. you know, hometown hero, and they wanted to keep him there yeah. and not have him go off to the NFL. And then they, like fired Paul Chris and everyone was like, oh, they fired him because they are trying to keep this, you know, guy there at Wisconsin and make him the head coach. And then, you know, three weeks later, they turn around and hire Luke Fickle. And I was like, oh, okay. See, my thing is, I I feel like Wisconsin just started down the route that we did back when we fired Frank Solich, Solich maybe, maybe that era, because it's like, yeah, they weren't, but like he consistently took like two three-star athletes mm-hmm. took them and turned them into a good team. And it's like, you have a bad year and then you're just going to fire him. Like you have to start all over. Like you, I just feel like they're going to be on a never ending coach, coach yeah. carousel now. So. Yeah. Cause they, they did not have a really bad situation up there. And no. now like no, they didn't. you're much up in the air. And it just, it just like, it promotes instability. Like recruits yeah. don't know what to do. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm just not a fan of the constant firing and I just think you're hurting your own, unless it's like absolutely necessary. Yeah. Well, he had a really good record. So I, and yeah. I'm also kind of like Wisconsin, <laughs> what, what are your expectations? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like you're at your ceiling here. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're like a, a, a better version of Iowa. Like, yeah, you know, they can compete for like Big Ten championships every once in a while, but and they're always like solid, but they're never great, like yeah. never national contenders. So, yep. Well, hopefully that will stay the same, and we will just get better. So, yes. I just hope we like because everyone's talking about like Mickey, like keeping Mickey. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that he might be headed to Tulsa. Um, <laughs> So, I don't know. I would like like to hold on to him, but I just don't know if it's going to be feasible with a whole new, like, 
staff coming in. But I the another thing that I heard about Matt Rule that I really liked is um, Casey Thompson said like he reminds me of me like I <laughs> he wasn't expecting a lot like going into the meeting with him and then he came out like very impressed and so it's like yeah you know well he apparently is hoping that Casey will stay yeah so and it sounds like Casey like from what Casey's words he wasn't really considering it but now he is <laughs> so. Yes. Okay. Well, I like that Matt Rule talked about, um, like, you got to win the line of scrimmage, both offense and defense. Yeah. Like, and so I think that's the core of, of football, but also, you know, specifically yeah. enforced in Nebraska in the past. So yeah. the other the other two things I wanted to bring up, too, was um, I'm not concerned about the fact that he failed in the NFL. I think NFL is very different. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, he failed in the NFL, so. I'm what? actually glad he failed. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally different skill set so that doesn't concern me at all yeah but what I think will be interesting is him getting up to speed on like the transfer portal Mm -hmm. and being able to effectively utilize that I know they said obviously with his ties to like Temple and Baylor so he's got a you know some nationwide presence but then also the Texas pipeline and Mm -hmm. having to be able to recruit nationally now uh, he might be able to tap back into that so that's huge and then hopefully, too, he's got a pretty good amount of money for his assistant coaches. I saw that we are pulling someone from the Rams um, to come in for, I think, quarterback coach and to be determined special teams positions or something, <laughs> <laughs> which we all know is that quality control position. That's right. Um, but I'll be curious to see how he kind of navigates those waters as well. Um, so we'll see. Um, so. Talking about teams that are doing well, um, <laughs> coming off of our success and victory against Iowa, um, the, the the top four. So, obviously, the huge game. Did you guys watch Michigan-Ohio State? I think it drew, like, 17 million people. Like, it yeah. was insane. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked. Me too. I I, like, the first, like, the first quarter, I was like, Ohio yeah. State's going to put this away. Michigan doesn't stand a chance. And then Michigan buried them. Yeah. In the second half only. Like, yeah, because they had them. It was like um, Michigan seemed more physical. It was just it's like something were. happened in the second half, though, that wasn't happening in the first half. Um, but that's been Michigan all season long. They like they just put you away in the second half. It's like they'll just kind of wear you down in the first. And then in the second, they just pile the points on. They tire you out. They're, they're physical. I'm mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah, like I was not fans of them I didn't think they could do it obviously after beating Ohio State I'm like maybe I was wrong but I still like there is a little nibble of doubt in my mind of them going up against like Georgia or well the reason I doubt that is because I don't think they match up well with Georgia like they are basically the same team they're just going to try to wear you down. And Georgia just has more of those players. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I just I feel like Georgia's got more like athleticism slash speed. And Michigan has more like physicality. If that, I don't know. See, but I feel like this is the talk of Nebraska versus Miami back in the day. Miami has all the talent recruiting, flashy players. Nebraska's just smash mouth football. We went we there, wore them we down. We wore them down. So I actually think Michigan and Georgia is going to be a really good matchup. I want to yeah. see it. But, I mean, that's how Georgia wins, too. They just wear you down. Like, I don't – I feel like Georgia would do worse against, like, USC or someone like that. Well, that's probably who they're going to be playing, so. No, I know. That's why I'm kind of okay with them being in that number one spot because I'm like, I actually think that might be a better test for them. 
Um, well, see, what's sad for me is I'm going for TCU or Michigan, mm-hmm. and they play each other first. So, I mean, as it stands if now. If it stays yeah. the same, right, right. Which That's- I don't see. I don't see Michigan losing. In the, I in don't the, know. Purdue. <laughs> I know, yeah. Purdue needs to write us a thank you I note, like FYI. Season. I told you guys I thought Purdue would be the best team in the West. I didn't expect um, them to take the path that they took, but they did <laughs> championships. So. I do want to say mm-hmm. one highlight of this season. We might not have made it to the Big Ten championship, but when's the last time that we affected the oh, outcome, right. outcome of in the Big Ten Championship. I'm just saying, like, we haven't affected anything in a long, long time. And <laughs> the whole reason I was not in that is because of... Yes. I know. I mean, they had everything to play for in that game. Yeah. And we still beat them. So that feels good. We had nothing to lose. Destroy their hopes. Yeah. I think it's funny that you brought up that Georgia and Michigan are the same because I feel like TCU and... Um, USC? USC might be a little of the same as well mm-hmm. tcu is really hard for me to to get a pulse on them because i'm like part of me is i'm like they're gonna be like they're gonna get buried like but then also i'm like art but art, i don't know like I can't, get a, I can't get a pulse on them i don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. and yeah. how many close games have they fought through and like came out when i was like okay this is it they're gonna get upset and they like found a way because part of that's part of being good too is just like mm-hmm. finding a way to close it out so yeah, yeah. i don't know so I'm just, I'm excited. I'm going to, I feel like if I say this though, I'm going to jinx it, but I'm just excited to have a playoff without Bama. So if they, to Luke's words, if they get in, <laughs> we are burning it to the ground. Yeah, they're not going to get in. I don't think. I mean, I if something know. weird happens, Ohio State has got to be up ahead of them. Like if, I guess if Michigan like loses to Purdue, I, I don't know. That's I, why I, still I kind of, it. yeah, I think Megan was right a couple of weeks ago. The only way is if Michigan had barely beat Ohio State, I think they would be but at that second half they just looked ryan day is pleading his case though he's like we would be dangerous it was like well we're dangerous last saturday then probably not gonna be dangerous yeah oh oh ryan funny you guys happen to watch um the south carolina clemson game oh fyi okay (laughs) everyone is saying because we got their offensive coordinator or whatever that um did we get Rattler. him yeah Mark Satterfield okay because this is what happened it popped up on my phone as an alert and I was like oh my gosh and then it like disappeared and I was like going through ESPN trying Creepy. to find it. I know and then I thought did they just like accidentally publish it and then retract it really fast and now I can't find it so then I was like I don't know if that really happened or not but um or your okay. phone got hacked no but I um I still see it. I'm still seeing it as like he's set to leave. So like it pretty much is confirmed, but hasn't been. Okay. Okay. Well, I just couldn't find Um, it. And then I forgot about it after that. So Spencer Rattler, I heard it's already in the portal. Oh, please. I don't want him. We don't. I know. (laughs) That's just it. Please, Casey. I know. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that story is, is great. And I'm glad he had a chance at redemption there. I feel like the last two games that they played, he that's his moment um but I really don't want to roll the dice on Spencer Rattler <laughs> yeah I don't want him at all so okay so what about, about the offensive coordinator I'm sorry going back to that what's everyone saying no it was about Spencer Rattler because he's coming and he's uh, following he's oh, following okay. up yeah okay. 
So that's, I was like, oh dear. Yeah. Crisis. <laughs> oh dear. But I don't think Matt Rule wants him. Would like, tolerate like... his behavior. I don't see that yeah. as like a... Yeah. I feel yeah, like he's more kind of like no nonsense. Like, right. I feel like Spencer Rattler could play for Deion Sanders if they agreed. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, I, I, feel like, I feel like Lincoln right. Riley was a bit of a, not a pushover, but like, I feel like he tolerated his antics way too long. I feel like he kind of ruined the culture there at Oklahoma and Caleb Williams, Caleb, Caleb Williams should have got his shot. I mean, <laughs> He did, though. Yeah. I know he and did, he, but I think it should have happened sooner. Cause okay. from what I heard, like, happening amongst the team, like, mm-hmm. and all his, like, car dealership things he was getting and, like, mm-hmm. lording it over the rest. Like, I just, I think that was an issue there long before he ever yeah. lost a spot. Yeah. Speaking of Caleb Williams, uh, I think he's Heisman. <laughs> I will. Lincoln Riley can develop quarterbacks. Like, that is his... M.O. Did you guys watch the game? Well, excuse me. Let me put an asterisk. He develops college quarterbacks. They don't do well in the NFL. Um, did you guys watch the USC game, the Notre Dame USC game? Okay. Caleb Williams was insane. Like, I have you watched seen... him at all season? No, it wasn't like that. It was next level. It was like, what is happening here? And I realize it's Notre Dame, so maybe that was part of it. But it was like... He it was a one man show. I mean, like the entire team is trying to tackle him and he's just like running around out there, spinning around, like making cuts here and there or like, you know, throwing a long pass at the last second. Like it was just incredible. So I didn't realize like how much talent he had, but he's so athletic. I mean, it was amazing. So sadly. Yeah, well, he's, like, not every game has been like that, but, like, he's had spurts of that all season. Well, this was a pretty sustained spurt, this game, so it was, like, every <laughs> he single had a play. sustained spurt. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> that might be at all time that's what she said. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we got her from this. I can't. There's no coming back. I'm sorry. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. Um, cried. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so let's talk about to wrap up some potential trap games. I guess they're championship games, but coming up. So USC and Utah again. Megan, your point of Pac-12 is gonna mess up how they mess up. So you feeling good that yeah. Utah's gonna maybe show up? Uh, I think it's pretty likely, so we will see. I mean, it's hard to beat a team twice, so maybe that will factor in. But, yeah, I wouldn't put a whole lot of money on USC. See how long that spurt can sustain <laughs> itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. <clears throat> okay, so another... LSU, another team I've struggled to get, like, a pulse on, but they're matching up against Georgia. I hope they get just, like, Okay, sorry to keep going back to last week, but did you see the game against A&M? No. Okay, um, they they did not just lose. They got destroyed. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping will happen. Like, I just, this is what I want to happen. I want Georgia to just destroy LSU, like, they they go in all cocky into the playoffs, like nobody can touch us, like blah, blah, blah. LSU gets embarrassed, and then 
because of that, Georgia will get embarrassed, like, by losing. Like, it might not get, like, beat really bad. But it's like, then you two SEC teams fall because of one game. Yes, that would be ideal. Um, yeah, LSU looks very beatable. Like, I don't know. I think people were talking about how, oh, they might be the first two-loss team to get into the playoff and blah, blah, blah. And then... Why would why would they, just because they, like, barely beat Alabama on the two-point conversion, that's why they'd get in ahead of them? I don't think anyone can really look at them and think that they're a better team than Bama. Yeah, I don't know why they were saying that. Well, I guess because they had the opportunity to play for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And the precedent is really that the SEC champion goes to the playoff, um, which Alabama doesn't have a chance, you know, to play for that. So I don't know. But then you look at LSU, they lost to Tennessee and it wasn't like on a last minute play. It was like they lost by like 30 points. So yeah. I just think they're kind of up and down. Um, but yeah, I was it was gratifying to watch them lose. So in such an epic fashion. Uh, K-State mm-hmm. and TCU. Mm-hmm. I feel, I probably feel the best about this one. I just I Really? I feel like that one is the most likely upset. Yeah, I, I don't want it to happen. I mean, because here's the thing. When K-State lost to TCU, they were still playing Martinez. This backup quarterback is so much better. He is, like, the one that is propelling this team up into the top 10. Like, they are so much better with him. So now I'm, like, scared that they will knock off TCU if Howard plays the whole time, which I'm sure he will. Okay. And then the last two we have are Big Ten and the ACC. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <clears throat> no more dialogue with that. everybody listen to me I'm like, my phlegm. stop here what's what's happening <laughs> sorry okay i was trying to like talk to michael at the same time okay um okay like use my cole's cash were you talking about <laughs> k-state tcu i'm just she responding thinks, to your questions laura i'm she sorry thinks, forgive she thinks me that that um i know i K-State said we have the acc off. and the big 10 left I know, but you like didn't even respond to it. Like she like said this big I whole thing, and then you like, just like, and you're like, okay, and now we have the ACC. <laughs> okay, it's fine. it's fine. All right, go ahead, give it, give it, say it again. <clears throat> no, it's fine. I just said that I think they're more dangerous now because they have the Howard kid as quarterback instead of Martinez, and he is very, very good. That's the end of my story. Well, see, I didn't know I was supposed to respond to it in some fashion, but okay. Well, I don't know. Disagree with me or like, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, yes, you're right, Megan, you college football guru. We'll see. I actually feel like TCU's win might be the biggest spread. So we'll keep an eye on it. See who's okay. right for next week. Um, Sounds good. Last two matchups that we have here. Big hear me? I've been talking and talking and talking and no one is acknowledging no, me. You have not. I have. <laughs> I have been yelling. I've like been looking at you. You're like, <laughs> I gave up because when you two kept talking, and then I, I said, "What's a spread? What's a spread? Like, let's look the spread up. Let's let's see what the biggest okay. spread is." It's okay. TCU two and a half. Okay, so Utah USC is two and a half for USC. TCU K State is TCU two and a half. Georgia. <laughs> the Georgia LSU game is the biggest spread. It is seventeen and a half. Yes. Um, and then well. 
short, uh, not shortly, but closely Ours. followed by Michigan and Purdue, which is 17. And then ACC, Clemson is favored by seven and a half over North Carolina. So, I don't know. Michigan, I think, Purdue is also one of those streaky teams again. I think yeah. Michigan will take care of business just mm-hmm. fine, though, too. Clemson, North Carolina. I'd love to see North Carolina win, but Clemson will somehow find a way. So I actually forgot that there was an ACC championship because I was thinking about the four games because I was thinking about the four teams that, you know, could make the playoff. And then I looked down and saw that one and I was like, oh, yeah, that's happening this weekend, too. So, oh, yeah. Interesting. I kind of forgot about that one, but I don't know. I'm still going to put it out there. TCUK State is going to be the largest spread in the end. Anybody else want to pick the largest spread? Like, what they think in the end is going to be the largest spread? I mean, I think the Georgia LSU uh, one is hard probably. to okay <laughs> to turn that one down. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we will see. We'll be able I'll to. Take, I'll take Michigan Purdue just because I don't want to be different. The same one. Yeah, okay. just be different. But I, I think Georgia might have it as well. <clears throat> All righty. Well, it's a recap for Nebraska football this year. Um, We'll have a couple more episodes for College Dame Day as we get through the championship games and bowl season. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Thank you.